0: Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barber and with me is Paul Tomlinson. He came in fourth in our last contest. Uh, have a look at his picks on adonisindex.com if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, so, Paul, you did really well. And as we talked, you you were, I guess, introduced to our system from Alan. Can you just kind of give us your history of training first and then in general, like what you did for what you've done and then how you kind of ended up entering our contest?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think I've always been a bit of a, uh, for lack of a better word, a gym rat. I've always uh, been very much into fitness and have tried a lot of different programs just to get a full-fledged experience of what do I like, what do I not like, what do I see results-wise. And uh, over the years, I've tried a number of different things that are are on the market as well as some things that uh, have been brought to me through other people. And uh, actually, even last year, I really got into the CrossFit. Um,
2: okay, yeah. But then
1: I found, even in CrossFit, you can overtrain in anything you do, and I ended up actually hurting myself last fall. Uh, so I had a bit of a sabbatical, <laughs> a little bit of uh, okay. Like get, rehab. get into
0: that because that's been my major criticism of it, and it, because well, there's not crossfit, there's no mean? restraint. It seems like it's go go go. It just seems like it, there's no end to. There has to be a happy because. How old are you? I'm
1: 44. I'll be 45 here later this month.
0: Okay, so you you know you, you've you've crossed the barrier. You know just like I do that we just don't heal like we did when we were younger, and absolutely. And, and you can only push so hard. And, and to, from what I gather, and this is my never doing it opinion. So this is why I'm very interested in your opinion. From what I've seen and what I hear about it, CrossFit doesn't really put a limit. It just sort of go. And and I've learned that you have to have limits to keep growing but also be healthy, like, you know what I mean? So talk me through how you ended up getting injured and what it was like.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it was interesting because uh, as I got into CrossFit, what I liked about it, it was, what what enticed me to it was, it started to take you to see what your body can handle, basically. What was your body capable of doing? You know, not just in a a strength and overall how much weight can I lift, but – more from an endurance, what am I actually capable of doing with flexibility and strength and bringing it all together? Mm. And what it does is it's constantly, for me, what I found is I was constantly pushing the limit of what my body could do. And, yeah, when you get to a certain age, your body doesn't like being pushed the same way as it did 15, 20 years ago. The other part is if you tweak something, it doesn't necessarily recover so fast. You can't just jump back into giving everything you've got and and pushing everything to the limit. you you got to have to rebuild a little bit. Mm. The other part of that is there's so much enthusiasm, so much excitement that kind of goes into it. You know, sometimes that machoism that comes out in guys in the gym is... If this guy can bench this much, I'm going to add five pounds on more, and I'm going to do a little bit more. Mm. Well, when it comes to CrossFit, and it's a very competitive fitness arena where you're always trying to outdo one another, always trying to uh, impress of what you can do now. And so it was really easy to get caught up in uh, going over the limit, over what your body should be able to do to the point where – you start cheating form a little bit. And when you start cheating form a little bit, maybe that weight's just a little bit too heavy for you. But you try to push through it anyway. I can do this. And uh, we were doing a series on Olympic-style lifting. So, uh, and have you ever been formally lift.
0: trained in Olympic lifting? Because that's very technical lifting.
1: Well, as part of the training for CrossFit, we always start out. They were very strict on... Form, 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 form. So everything started out with very low weights. But over time, just the the atmosphere that you're in, you kind of push it, push it. So there just came a time when we were throwing a lot of weights on doing squats and just doing free squats and got to a point where we just put too much weight on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the weight is all it took, and I ended up uh, uh, injuring a couple discs in my back. And to the point where last November – I got laid up so bad, I had an attack, Uh, I think it was basically on the sciatic nerve, I couldn't get out of bed to walk 20 feet to the bathroom. It was excruciating pain, and I could not really move. And so some trips to the chiropractor and uh, slowly getting back into the gym took a little while. I was able to start, you know, by that happened in November and late November. So by January, I was really getting back to where I could go, you know what, I need to figure out some other fitness thing for me which I can feel good about accomplishing something without killing myself.
0: Mm. Mm. Now, G, okay, and I like where you're going with this, and obviously our stuff's a huge departure. Like, we don't talk about performance at all. We just talk about how your body ends up looking. Um, but in that CrossFit culture, I just, like last point, do you think it's possible to be in in one of those gyms or in that syst- system, whatever you call it, in that mini culture Without getting caught up in that competition, like do do you think you can exist in it and just sort of, or do you think everyone gets swept away or leaves? Like you either get caught up and join this sort of push it, push it, push it, and you either get injured or you leave. Like is there or can you just be there and just do you know what I mean? Like can is it possible to be in there and have a limit or no?
1: I think you definitely can. I think it's very similar to you know I have some friends that are marathon runners Mm -hmm. and. There's two types of marathon runners, those that do because they love it and they love to travel and go into new functions and new and new challenges, new events, and those who really are competitive and they want to be nationally recognized by the times that they can turn in. And I think the CrossFit falls into the same category. You want to be very competitive. Maybe you want to compete for those Reebok, Expo, uh, Reebok uh, CrossFit Games. Or you just want to go to the local events, the the mud runs, the the Spartan runs, the the tough mutters, the different challenges that are crossfit oriented, and I know people who just live for the events. Mm. Uh, so that's fine. But but it is really easy uh, if you've got some of that in you, where you've got that competitive nature, to get in to get caught up and to overdo it and i wasn't the only one who kind of took it to the limit and and probably did too much and then said you know i need to take a break i can't do this prospect thing
0: mm-hmm. okay so that that okay so that's 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 pretty revealing so if you have a competitive streak you can end up like how you ended up and it getting going too yeah, you far you can injure
1: it. yourself yeah. absolutely
0: okay so you you're are you so you, do you fully rehab like okay so then what you have to let's get back to the point where you said you're looking for something else that that you know can challenge you
1: what i knew was uh, physically uh, i wasn't going to a good place you know for my height i know i was just losing some weight but if i looked at myself i'm like wow i don't i I just look thin Mm. i don't look fit let's Mm. put it that way and and at this point i'm like not only do i want to look fit But I want to feel fit. And I think that was one of the things is it was a feeling of endurance that I got, the adrenaline rush for CrossFit. So how do I still feel fit and and look the part as well, Um, both because of my military background and what I do for the Air Force? Uh, I'm actually a fitness director for a schoolhouse. Looking the part is as important as playing the part because you can't sell people on why fitness should be important to them if they look at you and you don't look the part. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that was important for me as well. It was I needed to look and feel the part of being the fitness person, the person and, that's going to go and out it, and endorse fitness for other people.
0: Sure, and it doesn't look good on you if you train to the point of rupturing a disc either. That kind of – no one wants to – You
1: scare people off. Sure, of course. Yeah, people are like, I don't want to end up like that, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So that's not the goal either. The goal is to get them to want to adopt these healthy living practices – uh, whichever ones they want to go with, and what's good about that? You know, there's all these products on the market. I've tried most of them. You know, the P90s, P90Xs and the Insanities and, and some of those programs that are out there, um, and, and, yeah, they're fun. They're good to mix them up, but to stay consistent with one program, even the CrossFit was exciting, but eventually I found myself going, I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. So where do I find a program that I can continue to to grow in that I get to that place where I look the part, I feel the part, and I can bring other people in and say, "Hey, this might work for you too." Yeah, there's effort in it. Yeah, you've got to put it, put the time in, but the results are amazing. Hmm.
0: Okay, and so then how'd you how'd you actually get to us?
1: Well, interestingly enough, uh, my ex-wife was an all-natural professional bodybuilder. And so she ran uh, with a certain crowd that were always in the same couple gyms, and going and, and doing workshops and stuff towards that that industry. Mm-hmm. So I have known these people, I've been around them, and I had gone to a workshop in January uh, to see about what is what does this look like if this is something like if I wanted to set a goal and said I'd like to be competitive in something i'm not big enough to be a bodybuilder but the men's physique competitions basically guys that look like they're the cover of men's health magazine mm-hmm. not the big huge dudes how do you how do you get to that stage if you're going to get this point in my life i'm almost 45 and i'm going to i'm going to set some goals okay that seems to me like that would be a goal could i look like a guy on the cover of a magazine so i went to the workshop thinking how do i get there and i met alan Alan was actually the gentleman who was speaking on behalf of men's physique competitors. Mm -hmm. And so we we had a sidebar, and he introduced me. He says, well, I use a program that's very different. I said, so I'm asking about what are your trainers like and how much time you spend in the gym and this and that. He said, it's a little different probably than you might think. And he introduced me to uh, um, the Adonis Index and the golden ratio and just starting to think, think differently about how to get to that end result. And so for me, I was like, well, I I was very skeptical. I'll be honest with you. I did not necessarily go, well, that sounds easy because it actually sounds like less time in the gym than I'm used to putting in, Mm -hmm. fewer days a week than I'm used to putting in. And yet I'm going to get to a better place. It almost seemed a little far fetched to me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the more I, right into it. And I had to, had to go through and read a lot of the stuff that you guys had out there and watch some of the, or listen to some of the videos to understand, you know, where my body needs to go on its own versus where I'm trying to push it where it may not be natural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I had to understand that before I could commit to it.
0: Okay. And then, so something, at some point, you're like, okay, I, I think I'll give this a go.
1: Yes, exactly. And then I said, you know what? I, I want to try this because, like anything else that came across, I at least had to try it. I can't rule it out unless I gave it a go, just like the CrossFit. And so I said, let me give this a shot. So I think I did an initial two week um, um, introduction, and I was like, this this seems kind of interesting because it was. I felt good at the end of the workout. Like I like I had really put in a good workout. Uh, But I wasn't exhausted. Now I was like, okay, now what? So then I started talking to Alan a little bit more about I'm trying to understand where does this go? How does this get there? Because I seem like I was not doing enough at first. Mm -hmm. Like I should be more exhausted. I should be going to uh, uh, muscle exhaustion, Uh, either from an endurance standpoint, either I was out of breath or my muscles couldn't lift any more weight or something. And I didn't initially feel like that. And so he said, you know, we talked a little bit more. I listened to some more of the stuff on there, and I started letting the workout just go. So for me, I said, I need to break this down to see how effective this is. So we have a local exercise physiologist here at the Air Force Base who works with you, um, whatever you need to work with. And so I went to the physiologist just for one thing. I said, here's what I want to do. I want to know that what I'm doing is making a difference, but just looking in a mirror, that's not necessarily going to tell me that I'm making an improvement. So he was doing the seven-point percent body fat check. check so oh, okay. Checking yeah. seven different locations. Yeah. So we through that we take all the skin folds, and then we did all my measurements. So this was even before I really got into doing the chest, the shoulder, and the waist measurement. Taking all my measurements: my calf, my thighs, my waist, my chest, my shoulders, my biceps, and said, "I want to be able to come back and we'll take pictures." We'll do percent body fat. We'll do uh, all the measurements. And every workout, I want to I write down the weight that I'm actually lifting. So in the coming weeks, when we come back to this, I should see that I'm doing something better, even if I can't see it.
0: All right. So you were just so, flat out putting us to the test. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: And the first four weeks, I saw small improvements. Mm -hmm. But by the time I got, and I'll be honest with you, I tried out a rage workout, I want to say six weeks into it. Mm -hmm. But by the end of eight weeks, I started seeing a lot of results because I had photos taken every four weeks.
2: Mm.
1: And I started seeing, the thing that was hard for me to understand at first was some things are going to go down, like maybe your thighs or your calves or your biceps, where you're thinking, I need to build these up. They may actually go down because what I was never considering before was the idea that you may carry fat around that muscle. And so as you're losing the fat, it might the diameter might go down a little bit. So in some cases, I might have went down and then back up mm. as the muscle started to build.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had never thought about it like that before. Another thing that in the past I would have struggled with was at my height, the mere thought of falling below 180 pounds at six foot one was like, you can't do that. Got to eat more. Or if my waistline went below a 32-inch waist, because that's just where my body was taking me, I would always not let it happen, and I would stop it, whether it would be uh, running less or, or changing my exercise routine, eating more food, letting myself eat more foods that probably aren't so good for me. And what I had to understand through this whole process was to let my body go to where it wants to go on its own and then build from there. And I'd never let it go down. This was the first time I let it just drop naturally. And I realized that in some areas where it dropped, and then it would build back up as the muscle was starting to grow. And then I can actually see the muscle growing faster once the, the, the layer of fat was gone. Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. And so the, that's very revealing. So you, you had to overcome a few things there. You had to allow yourself, you had to accept the idea that certain measurements will go down. And they just, and no guy wants to accept the fact that there might be fat in that around their arms, and that's why they have their arm measurement is what it is. Like when I was my heaviest, my arms were way bigger than they are now, but they didn't look like it. they look terrible, right? And so now that I'm leaner, they look bigger, and and then and then the second half of that is that you you will grow faster. People don't understand that.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think the thing that I, I, you have to just experience it. I would go in the gym or even coworkers, they're like, man, you, you've really been working out. You're really hitting the weights. Your arms are are, are getting huge. And I'm like, they're actually smaller than they were.
2: Mm. You know, so here
1: I am going, you don't even realize because you didn't pay attention, but just by the way that your arms start to define themselves through this process, it's perception. Oh, and the, totally. the hardest thing was for me to get over my own perception of what I think it should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was
1: probably the biggest challenge, was me battling inside how I thought I needed to get there without just letting my body go there, without telling it how it's going to get there.
0: So you're probably stru- Okay, so how many weeks in and how – at what point do you finally accept that you might be lighter than you think? Your measurements might not be what you expected.
1: Like at what point do oh, you st- – Oh, probably about that eight-week mark okay. because that's about the time where I start to get some comments – from people going, boy, you really look like you're hitting the gym. But I'm looking at a piece of paper, and it shows my measurements, my diameters, like my biceps were down a quarter or a half inch Mm -hmm. from where I started. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, what they see, and actually what I see in the mirror and on my pictures, because I had before four-week and eight-week pictures, I could see the difference. Mm -hmm. But the numbers don't look like that. So then I was like, wait a second. I can use the numbers for motivation when I need to. You know, certain things like my waistline going down, I think I started off at about a 32 and a half, and I ended up darn near 30 at the end, or 30 and a half, something Mm -hmm. like that. So it went down, but the V that I had, that I had never had before, because my shoulders went up about two, two and a quarter inches, that meant everything to me, was just what I saw in the end pictures was so different that. Eventually, I didn't have to focus on the measurements. So but that's initially, interesting. I you said you I s- wanted to know.
0: Yeah, so in- interesting that you did a battery of measurements, and you wanted to record everything, and you just said, 10 minutes ago, you just said you didn't want to go off what was in the mirror, and now you've totally flipped, and at the end, the mirror is what matters.
1: It did. It, and so that's why I said you had to win the battle of perception. Mm-hmm. The battle was in my own head of, if I do this, I'm not going to look like that. Well, I did it. And I did look like that. Mm-hmm. So what's your... And so I... Yeah, go ahead. What? Well, oh, I was just going to say... So I, I guess I had to go through it and give it the chance and not back out because I think what a lot of people do and even the people I work with to help them meet their fitness goals is when it doesn't, within two weeks or four weeks, get you where you think it should go, you back out and you go running for something else. You go, oh, I'm going to go try something else. Mm-hmm. And so I had to I said you know I'm going to commit to this at least to this 12 weeks and just see what's going to happen commit full into it mm-hmm. and really the, the 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 biggest results I saw were in the last 3 weeks. Mm-hmm. The last 3 weeks I saw more changes in my I lost another inch in my waist and 2% body fat in the last 3 weeks alone because I didn't realize that when you start losing body fat and building muscle, how much faster that goes. When that ratio of muscle gets higher and the ratio of fat goes down, what remaining fat is there burns fast.
0: And your body fat percentage obviously changes quicker if you're gaining muscle too.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, I, I was shocked to see how quickly okay. and how easily I could easily stay under 10% body fat. Mm. I was like, wow, there's nothing to this. Okay. And, and Which made the workouts make sense because the workouts weren't, Two hours a day in the gym, five six days a week, mm-hmm. which is what I would have tried to to get to what I look like right. in the past.
0: And then, as far as dieting, what did you what did you what did you do on on eating on the eating side of things?
1: Well, the diet was probably the most challenging because uh, because I am lean and I recognize that I've always wanted to says, you know what, I'm not going to starve myself of anything, and I would pretty much even though I ate fairly healthy. Uh, a lot of carbs, or I'm not a big sweets person, but just sweets in general. Uh, they were always part of my my diet on a regular basis. Uh, if I wanted to have a couple beers, I just drank a couple beers. So what I started to do on there again with being the whole numbers thing was starting to balance or starting to take a closer look at the percentages each day of how much protein versus carbs, and then what kind of what kind of uh, fat I'm taking in. And I was probably becoming much more, even though I looked at labels on things before, much more attuned to looking at fat content
2: and the amount
1: of carbs and where the carbs are coming from and being more aware of I can pull my carbs from different places than where I would have pulled them in the past. And I started to actually start to enjoy certain vegetables that I would eat in the past because I knew they were good for me mixed in with certain things mm-hmm. that now all of a sudden I've got new meals that I enjoy eating now.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and is from a calorie standpoint, were you paying attention to calories or were you just really going off just food modification?
1: Just food modification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even at this point, what I know is because I'm at a point now where I need to start doing more muscle growth, trying to build, which I know is not easy at 44 years old, but it still can be done. So now I'm I'm more inclined to meet the cal- the caloric intake I should have because I've always been under it. And that's probably why I stay lean. So for my height, I could probably easily go 3,000, 3,300, and most of the time I'd be around 2,500 mm, in a day. Mm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, once I were, started paying attention, were, I realized I wasn't where I should even be. I should eat more.
0: Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, I can eat more. Yeah, yeah, for and for the amount of activity you're doing, you probably could. Get up a little higher, so that that and that's interesting. For a lot of people, it's the reverse. They they really need to cut back, but some people aren't aren't giving themselves a chance to grow.
1: And I think that's a scary thing. I've always looked at the people that look good, and most of the time, when you look at transformations on TV when they're selling a product, they're starting with somebody who's heavy. They're not starting with somebody who's six foot one and only weighs one hundred and eighty to start with. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and,
1: that, and and so that's... how do you look better when you're lean to begin with? That's a tough goal. Yeah. Well, you can because I just I just got to witness myself through my own photos. Oh my gosh, I could get there. Mm-hmm. But my focus was always on the weight, always on. I can't get lighter. I got to build up and then shred it off, like a bodybuilder would.
0: Yeah, it's the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Once you find out, it's actually the reverse. It's like get rid of whatever fats left and then just build.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Well, that that's an interesting. Okay. So then, and then the contest. Just was that just you were like. Uh, what better way to like motivate yourself? Like you obviously have a competitive edge.
1: That's what that was exactly. That provided the additional motivation to say the contest just it, it. It was kind of twofold. It was one, I wasn't really paying attention with anybody else that was enrolled in the competition, but I just wanted to know. I wanted to look the best I could at the end of the competition when I su- submitted my my final information. But the other part of that was challenging myself. Can I actually get there? This this program seems so unorthodox compared to what I've done in the past. And at the end, I, all I wanted to do was, for me, mm-hmm. can I get to a better place? And when I looked at myself in the mirror, and when I, when I think of how I feel right now, I don't feel 45. I feel 25. I actually look back at, you know, photos, beach photos and stuff from 15, 20 years ago when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, I never looked this defined. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing to feel like this at 45 years old.
0: No kidding. And, and it, really, in the end, that's the point, right? If we can all recapture Absolutely. mid to early 20s type of look and feel. And like you said, maybe even leaner than you were then, and probably more muscular. I mean, how, it can't get really any better than that.
1: Exactly. And, and that's what it is. It's a combination of both the, the muscle and the leanness and I didn't have a combination. I was either lean or it's a muscle and extra fat. But to have to be lean and muscular at my age, and to look back and go, "Man, I've never looked like this." That's a big thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, so well, you did really well. I mean, you, the pictures are great, and I guess from here on in, what's your goal? Just continue building and maintain the leanness, right?
1: Absolutely, and I don't know from a transformation if there are. You know, Alan and I have been talking a little bit about what. What might be next? Uh, I actually went to that workshop because I wanted to see about how do I get to a place where I feel good about myself. And now I'm at a place where I'm looking at the possibility of, even at this late stage, going, you know what? I might try to compete on a stage with a men's physique competition, and I'm looking at doing that this summer and trying to train to that next level now. Which sure, it's going to be all about the muscle muscle development.
0: Yeah, well, we've got a program for that. It's the one me and Alan built, the Gauntlet. You probably want might want to try that. Also, Alan will obviously be a good coach for you for that. He's he's quite accomplished, obviously, in that area. So,
1: and yeah, as a matter it, of fact, it, he recommended that. I just started that this week. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so that's it, what I'm looking at. And if this feeds your need to compete, why not? It's and he'll be able to lay the groundwork. Right, there's going to be a different set of rules there. And again, and it sounds like you've done this with our contest. You just use it for yourself. You're not up there against anyone. It's just you versus yourself. And this just gives you a frame. Absolutely. Yeah, this gives you a framework and a target to move towards. Uh, and I appreciate you. It was telling that you pointed out. It's rare. To, it, there's not very many. Like you said, a lot of competitions. The transformation is someone who's very heavy who has a lot of weight to lose, and so it doesn't give people like yourself very many models to look towards to model yourself after for someone who's sort of is more really interested in recomposition and building muscle without much fat to get rid of. So that's, that's one key thing people listening should pay attention to like this, this pattern, you can still transform if you're, you know, kind of lean, but you still have somewhere to go. Like, uh, Paul, this was this is a good one for other people to model. So, how is the? I have one one question, and then you could kind of give your like sort of advice to everybody. How is this? How has this process changed how you act or react with the people you're sort of like, what you do with your job, like you you know in your position? Has this changed at all how you act or or, or teach people?
1: Oh, absolutely! And I think what it is is um, stop trying to fight the things that you think your body needs to do, and work with your body. Uh, I had to get over the, the preconceptions of it needed to be this, it needed to be that, I needed to do this to get to that place, and just realize if I just focused on uh, good form, good exercise, good good discipline, basically, which, I mean, being in the military, you should think discipline should become second nature, but not always, mm. uh, good discipline with Looking at my eating habits and, and considering the balance there, looking at my workout in the gym, the thing that I loved the most was I didn't have to work out every day. I could work out two days and take a day off. And my body reacted to that in a positive way, not a negative way. But I had to get over the preconceptions in my head that if I if I didn't do that or if I didn't do certain things, I wasn't going to get to my end result. Mm-hmm. And so even in the workplace, that allows you to, to – not over-focus on things. You know, you can over-train, you can over-focus, or you can stress over things. Instead, you start getting to a place where you start to enjoy your workouts more. And I think that's the thing that most people avoid workouts is because they don't like it. It's too much like work. And I found out that it doesn't have to be that way. This is a balance in, in how I incorporated my fitness and my diet and not trying to push it in a direction I thought it needed to go, but your body will kind of go in a direction it was created to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And until you try to let it do that, you don't really know. You, you're just you're, you're you're fighting it. It's what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and you also have, um, for better or for worse, you do have the experience of knowing what it felt like to push all the way to the edge of injury. So you can kind of, now you've got perspective where you can label what this felt like versus that, and you can kind of give it a, you know, uh, well, if that was a eleven out of ten pushed me to injury and laid me up in bed, then what is this? This is like you know a seven point five out of ten, which seems to be the sweet spot. You, so, you know what I mean? Like now you have new perspective.
1: Absolutely, and I think that was it. Is I had to understand that it wasn't what I thought I had to put in. It was still the discipline, but it wasn't that extent to get those results. It was a balance of things. Mm-hmm. And the balance and finding that balance was the key to making this successful.
0: Yeah, it's almost ironic that coming to a balance, which is sort of, you'd almost say less extreme than what you did, created another the most extreme physique you've had.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So it's and like... that's the thing. It's just understanding what you're doing with your body, and I think it's just a misunderstanding of what we've done, and we follow a lot of things that we we see, we hear from others, or we see on TV, or we hear from infomercials, mm-hmm. and not necessarily is that going to work um, because I'm different than the guys I work out in the gym with. My workout could be a little bit different than theirs. We can work on the same items, but we can do it in a very different way and get to a better place, both of us. Mm -hmm. So me and a guy that's got a lot of weight to lose aren't going to both go back and forth on the bench for us trying to push the same amount of weight and hope that we both get to the same place. It's not going to work that way. So I had to custom tailor my workout to my body. Mm -hmm. Now that I've done that, the results are amazing.
0: All right, so um, this is... this. Okay, so what advice do you have for guys in your position that have been training for a while and they're still not where they want to be, and maybe don't have tons of fat to lose, but you know exactly where you were? What what would you? What's your key key to them getting there?
1: I think the key is to overcoming that internal battle in your mind of how you need to get there, and be willing to just sit back for a while and follow something all the way through. If you're going to do, uh, let's say in this case, a twelve week transformation. If you're not where you think you should be in four weeks, don't stop. And don't try to change the program because you don't like the way it goes. Follow the program. Give it an opportunity. And then once you do, you'll find it's no different than creating a habit. You have to do something so many times before it becomes a habit. Once you create these habits, you will get the results you're looking for. And for me, I just needed to see something that would take an already thin guy to a place that I see the big guys cutting down to, and it worked. Because it wasn't for me a program where I had to take what worked for them and incorporate it into what I was doing. The the AGR program for me was able to be customized so that I could build up to where they were coming down. Mm. But I had to see that over time, and I had to let go of some other things, such as the numbers on the paper, meaning more to me than they should, such as a, a bicep circumference. And once I let that go, the response, or the reality was, what people saw was not what I saw on paper.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess, and then the final point there is your your perception has to catch up to how you actually
1: look. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. well... Absolutely, and that's a big challenge.
0: All right, well, I mean, that's... Uh, that was a great narrative, and this will be very instructional for a lot of guys listening. I think this will be very useful. So, well, if you don't have anything else, I think that's a good place to leave it.
1: No, sir, I don't. And, and I thank you for this time, and thank you for this opportunity. Oh. And I can't wait to dive into the gauntlet.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see how, how you turn out and how the show goes if, if you do enter it. So definitely keep us, keep, keep us posted. So, well, congratulations on the placing. And for Paul Tomlinson, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Adonis Index Podcast.